This is Inside Berkeley, and I'm Leslie O'Connell. On this episode, we talk to Kathy Young, the director of Boston Conservatory's Dance Division. Since her appointment five years ago, she has modernized and diversified the program with an eye towards educating entrepreneurial artists who are prepared to impact the field. An innovator, educator, dancer, and choreographer, Young has led the conservatory in its second year of recognition as the best contemporary dance program in the country. Now, as the conservatory and Berkeley merge, she's anticipating the synergy and collaborative opportunities this union will bring. Kathy Young, welcome to Inside Berkeley. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here. Let's talk about um, dance as an art form. How would you say it's changed over the last several years, and how has the industry changed with new technologies and media? Yeah, so I, I think the field of dance has changed enormously in, let's say, the last 30 years. Uh, I think that we are preparing our students to enter a field that is so different than what most of us who are teaching them knew uh, at their age. And I think there are a lot of reasons for that change. I think one of the biggest ones is is the internet because it has created a global dialogue about dance. People can go online and see dance from all over the world. And so, you know, young artists are now um, exposed to a much wider range of forms than ever before. But also they are expected to be facile and familiar with a much wider range of forms than ever before. And I think that that sort of global dialogue has really changed the way people create and present work. Um, I think another big change is just economics. You know, dance is being created and presented much differently now than it was 20 or 30 years ago. There is not the same kind of funding. There are not so many sort of big companies and schools. It's much more, you know, individual artists doing projects and and figuring out how to get their work out there. And a lot of the time it's online. So that's very different as well. And I think the other thing that has really changed the field is advances in our understanding of the body and how the body works. I think that if you look at these young dancers now, their level of technical facility, their sort of physical brilliance is, you know, it's really astonishing. And um, it's because we know so much more about how to train uh, dancers, but also because the the sort of frontiers of the body are being pushed, not just in dance, but in sports, you know, in, in multiple areas, and all of that intertwines. Wow. So it's really changing across so many platforms. Yeah, yeah. And how is the conservatory kept up, and how will you continue to be part of this conversation? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I think our goal is not only to keep up, but to lead, really. <laughs> and so how do we do that? I think one of the main ways we do that is that we are constantly experimenting and innovating our curriculum. You know, we're, we're looking all the time at the students. What do they understand? What do they do well? What do they need? What else can we offer? Um, our faculty is in dialogue continuously. You know, I think that I am very blessed to have an amazing faculty at the conservatory who are really interested in creating this new model for for educating and training a 21st century dance artist. So, uh, you know, on a day-to-day basis, it means that although we teach what we know and what is deeply embedded in us, we're also always open to, well, what is it that I don't know as a teacher? What do I need to learn so that I can take these students to the next level? And, you know, in innovating at the conservatory, I know that you bring your own broad background, liberal arts and dance itself. Can you talk about how, talk about your background a little bit and how that has informed what you're doing here? Sure. Well, 
Um, in some ways, I think I'm probably an odd choice to be leading a conservatory dance program because I'm not a product of that kind of education myself. I did my undergraduate work at Harvard. Um, I was a sociology and women's studies major, and I did not discover dance until I was at Harvard. I was an athlete before that. Um, so, you know, I come from a strong liberal arts background. Uh, as, a, as a dance artist myself, I danced with multiple companies, different genres, jazz, modern, postmodern work. I was a choreographer um, and always a, a very serious teacher. Um, and as a teacher, I've been at liberal arts colleges, at universities, you know, places where there was a dance minor, places where there was a major, a BFA, a master's program. And so... That sort of broadness has allowed me to really think about what works best in these different environments. You know, what do liberal arts colleges do really well in relation to dance that we could borrow here? And what do conservatories do? And what do universities do? And how do we pull from the best of all those models and bring it here? And that's really what we're doing. And in the end, you know, how does this way of thinking, how does modernizing the program like this... <laughs> How does this poise students when they graduate to be well, out in the world? You know, it's interesting because um, one of the things, of course, at, at any conservatory, and certainly at this conservatory, we really value our history. You know, we value the traditions, we value the history of the field, and we want students to have a, a deep education in that. But I think that in some ways the, the most important thing we can give them is open-mindedness and the ability to be flexible mentally, you know, no pun intended, of course, physically as well, but but flexible enough to not only engage with what is happening and the way the field is changing, but actually the ability to be leaders and to be the ones who are making the changes in the field. And that's the goal of the curriculum and the education that we're giving them. That's uh, that's pretty impressive. Well, a, a tall task. <laughs> it is a tall task. But, you know, one of the things I think is so wonderful about um, the conservatory and Berkeley students as well is that they're so incredibly passionate about what they're doing. Um, I think a lot of people at that age and uh, are, are seeking. And there's, of course, nothing wrong with that. That's a great thing to be doing in your 20s, you know, trying to figure out what do I, what do I really care about? What do I want to do? But these students at, at the conservatory and at Berkeley, they know absolutely, you know, this is what I love. This is my thing. I am going to do this with every fiber of my being. And so getting to work with students who have that kind of passion and discipline and drive allows us as educators, I think, to really create and explore and innovate because the students are right there with us. Right. I've always been so impressed how focused yeah. the students it's are. It's kind of amazing. It's kind of amazing. I mean, when I think about myself at that age, I certainly did not have that kind of focus. So Same here. <laughs> um, I know diversity is really important to you in terms of the kinds of dance the conservatory is teaching as well as the diversity of the student body, the yep. faculty. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I, I would almost say that diversity has been my my number one focus in some ways since I got here. Um, so the first piece, which I would say is kind of diversity of aesthetic and approach, 
to me, you know, we are we are poised to be a world class performing arts university. I've heard some of the uh, I've heard you know folks say perhaps the best in the world, and that means we need to be a place where dialogue is happening. We need to be presenting our students, I think, with multiple points of view and approaches and ideas about what dance is, how do you dance, who dances, what does it mean, so that there's dialogue. Um, and I really value that everyone on the faculty and all of the students are not coming from the same point of view. So yeah, my one of my first um, goals has been to really create diversity about what we teach, how it's taught, but also what we perform. Um, I think a lot of conservatories, of course, are rooted in Western classical traditions. And for me, um, you know, we live in a world where uh, we want to embrace, uh, you know, the depth of what is happening and what is available globally. Uh, there are classical, of course, dance forms in every culture. You know, there are rich traditions of dance all over the world. Uh, so I want our students to be exposed to that. I think um, as far as racial diversity among the students and the faculty, to me, that's a non-negotiable. You know, we cannot be a 21st century university if we are not diverse. We have to have um, those multiple points of view and life experiences and approaches um, or else our dialogue and our experience is so much less rich. So to me, it's, it's also really been about making a um, making it a focal point of, of what I'm doing in recruiting students and faculty to 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 bring this richness into the program and I think uh, also embedding it in the curriculum so that students are not studying in class after class from a Eurocentric point of view they're getting all different kinds of points of view in both their applied and their academic coursework and to just branch off on that a little bit um, and to the um, career piece, yeah. um, how does this, you know, just diversity of values, diversity of faculty and um, other students, how does this help someone when they're out in the world of dance? Yeah. Well, for one thing, I hope it helps them while they're here to see how many different paths are available and how many different options. You know, I think... Uh, there used to be an idea about, you know, only a certain body type does this kind of dancing or only, you know, only this kind of dancing is going to be a concert dance form. That is all gone now. Um, and so hopefully students are able while they're here to really figure out what do I love? What am I good at? What am I interested in? And then find their path rather than feeling like they're bashing their head against the wall of something that isn't the right fit for them. So, I mean, that's one part of it. I think the other part is when they leave, if they've been exposed to this kind of dialogue and all these different ways of thinking and approaching dance, hopefully they are able to navigate this broad world that they find themselves in and figure out, you know, where do I want to place myself and and who, who am I going to connect with and what kind of work do I want to do? So you're really training them to be entrepreneurs. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, I think that word gets tossed around a lot now. And um, a lot of people, I think, associate that word with sort of a set of hard skills, which, of course, 
are very important. Um, but to me, being entrepreneurial has to do with ways of thinking and habits of mind. It has to do with feeling that you have the agency to be able to make things happen. You have the self-confidence. You, you are willing to ask questions. You're willing to push in directions that might be uncomfortable. You're willing to create opportunities where maybe none existed. Uh, you know how to be assertive or maybe a little aggressive <laughs> if you need to. And you're not um, uncomfortable about putting yourself out there. Um, I think when I think of the word entrepreneurial, I also think of people who are risk takers, you know, who are willing to yeah. try something and maybe it fails. And to me, that's the essence of being an artist. You have got to be able to take risks. And so, you know, we try to help our students to have the resilience and the self-confidence to, to be able to do that. And what the word that's sticking in my mind right now as you're talking is limitless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which also happens to be the name yeah. of a recent performance that I saw. Yeah. And it was it was brilliant. Thank um, you. It just, you know, it embodies a lot of what you're saying. Just Thank this you. real um, showcasing different body types, exactly. different kinds of dance and music accompanying it. Um, wondering um, if you can talk about that. I mean... Just even in the creation of performance schedule. Sure. Um, well, we do three main stage concerts a year in the dance division, plus zillions of other things. But um, the fall main stage concert is called From the Ground Up, and it's all new work that's been created on our students, you know, in essence, from the ground up. Uh, the winter concert features student work, uh, and that's really, you know, our commitment to supporting the creative work and the um, the personal individual voice of our students. And then the spring concert, which is called Limitless, is where we do a lot of masterworks, a lot of uh, repertory, as well as new work. And, you know, when we first came up with that title, uh, I think it was the associate director, Tommy Neblett, and I sitting around trying to figure out, you know, what should we call this concert? That word limitless first came to our minds because we see our students that way. Uh, you know, we are constantly amazed at what they're capable of physically. Um, and I often say, you know, they can do things that none of us uh, who are teaching them were able to do. So, you know, we have students who are beautiful ballet dancers. You know, they're dancing on point, and then the next minute they're doing contact improvisation, and then they're doing hip-hop, and then they're, you know, flying through the air. It's like they, they're just capable of everything. But I love that word limitless because it also really represents contemporary dance. You know, that is sort of the essence of modern or contemporary dance, that it's constantly changing. The boundaries are always being pushed. The definition of um, excellence or, or of artistry or of, of, you know, what a dance is, is constantly changing. So our field really is limitless. And um, that's why I love that title. And I'll probably keep it until people are really, really tired of it. <laughs> well, it fits. Um, and speaking of, you know, pushing limits, new frontiers, um, I'm thinking about the Boston Conservatory and Berkeley merger. So in light of that, um, you know, how do you see the synergy between the two institutions evolving? Yeah. Both programmatically and culturally. Yeah, I, th I think it's going to be absolutely incredible. I mean, I keep sort of having to pinch myself because I have this feeling of, wow, I am so lucky to be right here when this is happening. And I think a lot of our faculty and students feel that way as well. Uh, culturally, you know, what I feel from Berkeley uh, you know, and I have to sort of have this caveat. I'm my great love in dance is jazz dance, um, and so what I feel from Berkeley is is 
what I would sort of call a jazz culture, you know, this real value on collaboration, on each person's individual voice, this love of sort of playing together and being together, um, the joyfulness that is, you know, I feel that all through Berkeley. Um, very sort of relaxed, but also just kind of joyful uh, attitude because people are so happy to be doing what they're doing. Um, and I think, you know, at the conservatory as well, we are a place that is an incredibly caring community. Our students uh, really love each other, love their teachers. Um, we all really lift each other up, I think. And so on that level, culturally, to me, it's, it's just going to be amazing. I think programmatically, um, there's so much that each school brings to the other. Um, I think that we're really excited to open up dance and, and you know, musical theater um, at Berkeley. I think that our music division, um, you know, has, of course, is so well known for classical music and new music. Um, and of course, you know, we want to engage with Berkeley in all these areas of, you know, jazz music, popular music. Um, I think our students are going to be creating projects together. They're going to choreograph music videos together. They're going to make films together. Um, and that's that stuff is already happening. So I get two or three emails a day probably from Berkeley faculty who want to collaborate. I'm kind of connecting my faculty with them. Um, I think we kind of all have this feeling like kids in a candy shop, like, wow, look what we get to do. It's a really exciting time. It is. It is. Well, thank you so much for your time, Kathy. Thank you. It's great. Um, thank you for being here. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. This episode was engineered by Diami Wilson in partnership with The Burn. I'm Leslie O'Connell for Inside Berkeley. <laughs> <laughs>